So good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, when I feel this. This is Matthew Bailey alongside my critical partner in crime, Ricardo Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is another episode of BS Beats and Bailey. And today we have three streaming shows to check out, right? Um, to, to talk about, sorry, one of which is a movie that um, admittedly I wish I saw on big screen. That would be, you know, at long last, um, Zack Snyder's return to the horror genre, or should say the zombie subgenre of horror that would be army of the dead but you also want to talk about the limited series from amazon prime the underground railroad and the third season if you want to call it that of one of our favorite um netflix comedy dramas that would be master of none but uh before we start though we have a couple of um rips to to throw there um ricardo take it away you just want to kick off the first one yeah um so two, two kind of two big losses in the in the world of uh, I don't know what to call it, you know, darkness and pessimism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah. Uh, so the first is um, uh, Kentaro Miura, that's uh, the mangaka, the author of probably one of the best, if not the best manga out there, uh, Berserk. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, great, yes. great manga. I mean, some truly immaculate line work. Uh, mm-hmm. This guy, mm-hmm. this guy, just was just truly fantastic. And yeah, it's, he kind of. Is the progenitor of what we call the dark high fantasy, you know, in you know modern culture. All the all the all the dark souls and um, what do you call it? Stuff like dark souls and and your, your bloodborns and all of the, that aesthetic. A lot of mm-hmm. that come from him, right? And Bizuk was was doing that long, 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 long time ago. And yeah, it's just fascinating to to see him, you know. Uh, how we how we think about the world, how we how we see things uh, for what they are, um, the idea of the Eldridgean horror, but really the real monsters as humans, blah blah blah, and human condition. Um, in my opinion, probably one of the best villains ever. Like, yeah, uh, you know, okay, Griffith, yeah, Griffith, Griffith is <laughs> mm. in my opinion one of the best villains ever. I mean, truly, truly horrifying person. Um, in all working accounts, so it's not 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 for the reasons you think, right? He's not not like some sneaky person or anything like that. Like Eisen is just. A person just is a person who have no problem sacrificing everything for the for the sake of his goal or mission or power. No? And yeah, mm. truly, truly disturbing figure. And then well, the, just the graphical nature of the thing. Again, God tier. When we say God tier, God tier line work. You know, yeah. Um, you know, with, with our manga, it, it just looks so good. It's so well put down, so well cut crafted. Some of the best character designs ever. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, shit just look amazing. I was yeah, very, I mean guts alone, just the character of yeah, guts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's great, how he looks. Great, great yeah. character designs, and a yeah, very influential person. And yeah, you're writing this, you're writing this damn thing for thirty years. Thirty years is this manga going on? In fact, people make a lot of people unfortunately is making the joke of, hey, you know, he could die before he finish it because he's taking so damn long. Uh, but yeah, well, that's exactly kind of what happened. From what I understand, he did give his his assistant notes to finish it, so I think it should be still done. I think, but we probably won't get to see the true thing because it's not his you know final take and vision on what his own creation was unfortunately um but i see there's a nature of the beast and uh, yeah you know it's, it's just one of my one of my favorite stories it's a shame that this this has happened i think he had a some aorta or something with his heart went down i'm sure was was what exactly happened but um yeah you know r.i.p kentaro miura he's truly 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 uh really lost a great talent here 
Yeah, uh, indeed. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't got around to reading the manga, unfortunately. Um, I, I saw the the classic um, anime series, the you know right. the, the twenty five episode series from um ninety yeah. seven, I believe it was. Yeah, 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 um, yeah ninety eight, yeah, late nineties, ninety eight. Yeah, late nineties. Yeah, late, late, um, late 90s, yeah. Um, but other than that, though, yes, I will make the effort to to check it out. Um, not, not just like, because he's passed away, but because of the legacy you know, of of that um of that um story that. Yeah, you know. I think that 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 twenty five episodes was the first two big arcs. I think the first two major arcs, and that's where the story like the start, like legit start. At that point, that's when the story really starts. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of those. You know, it's like okay, the story was this, and then when they reveal what's going on, okay, that's what's going on, and it, it opens up this insane, really great world of of high fantasy and all that great philosophy, religion. You know, it's, it's it's a really deep story. I haven't caught up with it in a hot minute, to be honest. Um, but it's still still like a, a, a great um, story for what it is. Uh, yeah, right. um, mm. yeah, man. We really lose somebody great here. And yeah. then, well, the second person we lost this week, uh, Paul Mooney, the late great Paul yes. Mooney. Now um, mm. he's somebody who's been again. He, you know, he kind of influenced me. You know, he has been influential to me in, in a very similar mash, manner to Kentaro. There's a kind of tread there of of just you know somewhat pessimistic, dark. You know, gallows Nietzsche. You know, you know nihilistic take on the world None, but you know there's a little bit of hope there kind of attitude now how to laugh at it and paul Mooney was was pretty much that he's is some of the most nihilistic gallo swimmer you will you'll listen to especially in respect to race like very few people did this um you know yeah i like one of my favorite comedians who's kind of like that who died some years back about 10 years ago um patrice o'neill uh oh yeah oh wow yeah. wow wow i forgot about him but wow yeah, yeah. Mm. He, he was a similar thing and and yeah paul Mooney was like that paul Mooney just have some of the best dark jokes about race and, and ideas about colorism, um, power, you know, the history and legacy of slavery. You have a lot of material out there for that. He has two famous lines called the, the complexion for the protection, kind of t- talking about the double standards involving race and, and punishment and crime, crime and punishment. And then he has um, the delusion of the inclusion, which is another, you know, double standard about, you know, colorism and, you know, getting lighter skin. They still probably won't accept you. And he does a lot of that. And by the way, they're going to feed into... You know what? What we're we gonna review later, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I'd say, I'll I'll probably mention it in the review, but I'll say it it had me thinking. He just is listening to some of his stand up and make me thinking about you know how you think about the world and and legacy and you know power dynamics, especially you know what what the world was like, you know, especially pre nine eleven because he was dies when he had his you know the height of his career in that sense and how he used to think about the world. We know him for Negro Damas, right? Um, yes, yes, like yes. Um, right. well, 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 for me, it was more um, Axe Paul Mooney, or sorry, Axe a Black Dude, featuring right. Paul Mooney, that, that segment from Chappelle's show. And um, I just love how, you know, we, like, it was just like people, like, um, I think Stephen King was one of the interviewees, right. yes. sorry, yeah. interviewees, um, this guy from Kiss, I think, one of the um, rock band of it is, yeah. and it's just how he just kind of answered, like, yeah, you know what I mean, niggas don't get nothing, you know, that's just how it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. This just blase like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Paul Mooney just had this this dry, acerbic approach to everything. He just needs to just stay straight and then move on from there. He just so talk about having no chill and not giving a fuck. Eh? I mean, some of the most offensive humor you could, you could think of. Like, jeez, but and, yeah, yeah, again, it's because he's a comedian and, and it's a, a certain legacy about how you react to power, right? I always make that make that joke um, to borrow, and I don't know if it's well, not well, borrow from Patrice O'Neill. The impact of the Chappelle show was was effectively just the paradigm of power shifting under a really horrible system, you know. So there's a there's a joke that they used to make. A lot of black comedians make this joke at the time, and it it there's a kind of uh, uh, anecdotal truth to it. 
um, you know, Arab became the new nigger, right? If you understand that statement. Uh, mm. it's, a, it's a super dark joke, but it was legit. You know, a lot of black people, life was somewhat easier right after 9-11. Uh, what yeah. a surprise, right? Because it's like, yeah, they had to shift their attention to, to another minority for these reasons. And yeah, I, um, I, I, I just making a think about that, and the legacy of Chappelle in particular, um, yeah. and how he in particular fed into that narrative of, of you know, you could see Chappelle's, a lot of Chappelle's stuff is influenced by him, right? Uh, of course, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it, it it really works in that way. But yeah, I, I watch a couple stand-ups of his of some sets he did like in, in the early 2000s. Yeah, that shit was hilarious, but it offensive as hell. The man did not care. <laughs> Talk about lack of chill. I really forget that stand-up comedy could be like that. We haven't seen a lot of stand-up comedy to that. Because now, what we have is this culture of people who, in my opinion, not funny, but design themselves around saying offensive shit just for the sake of it, without making a point, Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that 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 in itself seems to be paradigm. Oh well, look, I offend these these liberals, and that's the reason why I'm funny because I offended you. And I was like, yeah, but you didn't really bring nothing to the table. You know, this is a boo get better material. But Paul Money had legitimately great material, in my opinion. Um, yeah, and that, that's why he worked because yes, it's incredibly biting, sardonic, black gallows humor. Yeah? I let it be clear about that. And you know, he's a, a man of a different time because he's very old. I don't know he was as old as he was. I thought he was a lot younger actually. Um, but yeah, he, he, he had a lot of great points and ideas and, you know, you could understand why a person like him would be as, of, as, you know, uh, influential as he was, right? Because of, of how he built from, from things. He's one of those comedians, comedians, right? And yeah, that, that's pretty much how you think about that going forward. Uh, yeah. So rest in peace, Paul Mooney, which is absolutely hilarious in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, you'll get canceled yeah, for yeah. Man, man didn't care, boy. Talk about no chiller. <laughs> Well, yeah, he yeah. good. And and you know, it's one of those he's he's one of those those comedians though. Like in retrospect, you 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 probably wish that he had the career of like say a Richard Pryor or a Chris Rock or yeah, even yeah, a Dave Chappelle. Thing. What exactly. I mean in terms of yeah, where where's his feature in a film? Like I is only in um in a read up in um a RogerEbert.com that I I honestly forgot he was in a little movie called Hollywood Shuffle, right, uh, written right, and directed right. by uh, Robert Townsend, right, which was. Right poking fun at, you know, just black um, actors and representation right. on, on screen, you know? I didn't, yeah, even, I, I didn't even know he was in that movie, to be honest. You know? Yeah, it's a certain, right, exactly. And a certain, but he, you make me think about a certain legacy about power and success and the nature of success in the United States and America, especially with black success, right? What it means, the compromises you will or will not have to make going forward. Um, you know, we just got done with Falcon and the Soldier and, you know, that whole discussion being made now about power and it's in its working dynamics and paul mm. Mooney was representing of one, one side he said look one side he was very incredibly you know pessimistic about that matter and the question is if you could how you listen to him but also have to move on from someone like him right unfortunately and that's how you had to think about this it's, it's very interesting and it, it's just good timing how to think about that uh, but yeah well we'll talk about that with with, with a show with one of the shows we're bringing up um yeah, yeah. so all these shows kind of connected uh, now thinking about it like oh yeah right this person connected to this, and I will all mention it, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, right. So we could we could move on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, <laughs> let's kick off officially now with um the underground railroad, right? Um, right. this was a show that um, well, if you don't mind, uh, Ricardo, I'll do the synopsis search, right? Yeah. So I was made aware of this. Um, I believe it was either through like in the wire or shadow and act, right? We just mentioned, oh, you know, we um, first trailer for Barry Jenkins' upcoming, you know, limited series on Amazon Prime, Prime Video. I was like, all right. 
Um, and something told me, like, I just kind of took a glance of it. I don't think I watched the full um, trailer, which is a great thing, because uh, good thing that I kind of went in fairly blind to this, right? Right. Yeah. But yeah, um, this is basically um, a 10-hour, or I should say about roughly 10-hour epic um, centered on, you know, um, slavery. That, that's that slavery era. Um, the American slavery era of the of the eighteen hundred. Well, you could you should say um, near the end of it, basically in the eighteen hundreds, right? Um, and what it, it it centers on the character. Well, okay. So before I begin, before I forget, it's actually based off of a novel of the same name by um, a writer called Colson Whitehead. Um, I honestly didn't even know about this till you know this this trailer and just this right. project was dropped now, and it's only late on I read and I realize, oh well. Yeah, this was a highly acclaimed book. It you know won different awards basically, and I think it's regarded as one of the the best books of the twenty tens basically. Right. Yeah. So what it's about? Um, it's basically <laughs> what it is, right? So you know, from first glance, you're thinking, okay, this has to be based on a true story, right? Because when it comes to you know stories of this nature, you instantly assume that okay, it must be right. based on some real life figure. But right. the real life thing basically is the concept of the Underground Railroad, right? So right. in this show, and um, actually um, there's this great interview that um, Barry himself did um, on CBS, right? Where he said that when he was young, when he heard about the Underground Railroad for the first time, he automatically thought as a kid that it was Absolutely. a literal railroad right. underground that black people, you know, create, built. Now. And he was, in, he was in awe of that, like, wow, you know, black people did this. That's amazing, right? You know what I mean? And you know, like for yeah, us yeah. too, you know, we learning about American history and you hear about the Underground Railroad. First thing you hear, you think it was like an actual train, you know what I mean? But it's not yeah. really. But it's just right. basically like a network of um, just like safe houses, yeah. just abolitionists, just people involved in terms of just keeping runaway slaves safe from, you know, yeah. their captors basically, right? But in this show, it kind of blends the two of them um together so you do get you do see a literal railroad underground but you also see this these different um these different places basically where um where not so much freed slaves because they are freed slaves there but also where um where runaways could you know find a home basically right and we center on one runaway um this would be cora randall played by tuso um bedu if i got the name wrong forgive me um and basically, she well in the first episode we see her at this um, Georgia um, plantation, and we see how incredibly brutal the owners you know are you know what I mean towards their their um, towards their slaves basically, and they don't hold back on it at all, right? Um, basically, we well, well in the process of that she runs away, right? And we also are introduced to a character called Arnold Ridgway. Played by, a, I didn't even know it was him till like the end credits. Uh, Joel yeah, Edgerton. Edgerton. Yeah. yeah. And basically, his his goal basically is just to to find Cora, and then we learn later on that her mother Mabel actually um, ran away as well too. So he basically is just on this quest basically to find her, right? Like he won't stop at anything, and. At first, you're kind of thinking to yourself, oh, well, this guy just, like, flat out hate black people. And, you know, it's just, you know, it kind of seems kind of obsessive, basically, why he's going after Herna. But then there's a particular episode, which I'll bring up a little later on, too, which kind of yeah. explains why he is the way he is. Like, the man is still psychotic. He's still a, a serious fuck-up. But there's a kind of 
twisted logic to why he is the way he is, right? Yeah. And also assisting him is this little black kid called Homer, who basically, yeah. you know, rides a horse and helps him out with stuff like that. Um, and there's and a there little was, implication it, it, into their relationship, right. as well as it. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. I, think I, know, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But basically, he is this kid who, yes, is exposed to all this violence, all this brutality against his slaves. But, I mean, he, he has it good fairly, you know what I mean, because he's helping out this this guy, he's dressed well, he's able to, to um, eat well, and you know, he's riding horses and all that kind of stuff now, so it's like, he just kind of have to shut up and just you know, he, he, he does pretty much in his own mind accept that this is how it is, he has this advantage, this is what he have to do, if he have to follow his boss as he goes around, like, you know, breaking it into people's houses, looking for one sleeve, that's what he's gonna do, right? Yeah. But essentially, throughout the course of this um, series here, she stops off at different um, areas, right? Um, so you'll see like South Carolina, North Carolina, and you'll be like these different um, places, basically, right? Um, whether it's a plot of land that some freed slaves bought over, or if it's just this community that um, these white abolitionists quote unquote, you know, established for these um, slaves, right. and you know they, they treated them good, yeah, or that, so it that, seems, that, right? That episode, yeah, that, that's some Twilight Zone shit there, right? That 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 episode <laughs> yeah. too, folks, is some Twilight yeah. Zone shit, right? <laughs> yeah, and we are just following her through this advent, well, this adventure, if you will, but I using that term loosely because yeah, um, it is a serious emotional ordeal for Cora, um, and it's just basically just her just just being exposed and you know even even um involved in in, in some point in some part basically to just see atrocities you know, towards um you know black people at that time and yeah i'll, I'll stop there so um before before we, we we sing high praise for this right so <laughs> that's how to make this note right we have been a fan of we have been fans basically of barry jenkins since we saw Moonlight back in 2016. Yes. Like we, we were fortunate enough to see this in Trinidad because that did not get a theatrical release. We were fortunate to see it in like just one screening. I forgot who organized it, but we saw it. And for me, from that moment, I was like, okay, Paris Iman. But at first, I was like, all right, well, you know, he's he doing this thing, but I don't know if you could, if you could be um, consistent with it. And then he dropped If Beale Street Could Talk. And yeah, yeah we, we loved it too. So it was just a matter of, okay, what this guy was gonna do next trip. But when you tell, when, when I heard, okay, he's doing this ten episode series for Amazon Prime and it's about slavery. I, I mean, I, I don't know, like my expectations were high going into this one, but is right. would he succeed in what it is he set out to do or not? So, Ricardo, quick, this <laughs> all the way thoughts on the show. Tell me. Yeah, I I uh, I dug it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I was here's the thing with it. As I said, one of the things I uh, was worried about is the whole idea of. Um, my mother said the reason why I, I kind of uh, uh, what, what Paul Mooney influenced and his death kind of influenced why I actually decided to watch this because last month we got something that I didn't think would have been a thing going forward, which is we call it uh, Lena Wait. Another person who we're gonna talk about too. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a show called Them, and I, I wasn't, I didn't get into it. Oh, I didn't wait, watch she, that. She created that. Oh, oh, she okay. Was, I, I think I, one of the producers, I think, or something like that. And all right. Um, yeah, we we were supposed to talk about them, but um, 
I, well, I didn't watch it. Sorry. Well, well, excuse. Well, my excuse is time, but my also bigger excuse is I was hearing iffy things about it because yes, right. it also but, touches on race and but, racism, but, but it does it in a more exploitative manner, right? right? That, that, that's the, the excuse I, I was, is well, it's horror, so you know, right? Right. So when yeah. I, I was, I was, I was myself very, very, you know, hesitant to watch it simply because of of it being just another black suffering story. Right? Zabala Black Suffering. So I tell myself, all right, I'm gonna give if I'm gonna give this a chance, why would I watch another black suffering story and give it a chance? But then Paul Mooney died. And I think mm-hmm. that just kind of changed how I would have feel. Because if 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 Paul Mooney didn't die, I probably wouldn't have given this as much of a chance. But it's only okay, because I, I understand. And of course he added added factor of Barry Jenkins doing it. It's like all right, wait, you know, he put in his talent behind something like this. All right, let me give it a chance. Maybe. And I I didn't expect to enjoy this as much as I did. It was actually pretty damn good for what it was. There were a couple of really standout episodes um, for me. But it gets into some really good emotional states. And they focus on something that we don't see all that often. And it's a kind of a rare situation. But uh, somebody could probably correct me how much often we see this. Well, the idea of um, the idea of well, the whole narrative from a black female perspective, right? And, and trauma and, and yes. legacy trauma in that sense and how they do it from her mm-hmm. perspective. What they do, especially when, when you get to the final episode and how that what that focuses on. And I I dug the hell out of it. Um I, I enjoyed what it was. The big standard episodes for me were episode four and episode nine. Like those were like legitimately great. Um but it had a lot of other things in t- um a lot of other things. It had a lot of great guest stars in this. Like, oh T Dog from The Walking Dead. And hey, yeah, that I guy was from- like, well, yeah, yeah. This too. <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, it's that guy from the good place. And, right, yeah, yeah. Um, I even yeah. noticed um this actress um Lily Reeb. Um, I've seen her in right. pretty much. Well, I haven't seen all the American horror story seasons, but yeah, she's always in those. In in she's 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 like um she's always in that show basically. Yeah, she was there. She played um she was in the let me see the seventh episode. No, sorry, episode three. Um, that's that's where the um the the guy and her sorry and his um wife pretty much have them in this um right 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 yeah that was a good right that, that was, was right that was yeah to the, mm-hmm. the, the the religious abolitionists um and the, the Irish girl yeah yeah that one was good too I think what what it, why it worked for me um because it gets into the 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 it really gets into the nuance of the situation for the most part and because it's not meant to be really historical clearly because they get into this. Where the anachronisms, the actual railroad itself is like, what? What are they doing here? And then only over time you start to get the the met the let's just say the the metaphor of the situation and what it means. You know, there's a kind of magical realism going on here. Sure, if it's memory or if it's you know ideas or whatever it is, and they get into that. It and there's a kind of strange paradigm going on here about how to interpret what's going on there now, and. That's the how I think about it. Is that okay? This is what they're doing. So the first episode was them escaping. Second episode was science and science with respect to white people, medicine and white people. Third episode is religion and white people, and so on and so forth. That you know you see these weird trade-offs now, and what real freedom means. And I liked how they did that, how they how they handled that, especially from her perspective, now. Um, and how much how much how much control people have on the matter. And yeah, yeah they, they they give us a good good interesting narrative going forward about that. Um, yeah, go ahead. Do your thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, t- totally agree. Um, <laughs> all right. So I'll I'll try not to to gush too much over this, right? Even though I should. Yeah. So you're absolutely right in terms of because I'm, I'm glad they actually pick up on it, right? What the show does, um, 
expertly, in my opinion, is explore the idea of freedom, right? What yep. does it mean to be free? Like the kid, what for example, Homer, yeah, like, yeah. you know, you're, you're helping this guy and you're being fed and all that kind of stuff, yet you're seeing people who look like you, um, you know, getting, you know, beaten to death, basically, right? And how do you deal right. with that? Um, that second episode in particular, yeah, the Twilight Zone episode, like, yeah. oh, you know, we, we, we get to, to dress nice and, you know, we, 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 right. we get to go to balls and stuff like that. So why is there, like, this museum where you have people basically playing that they're on this um you know on this cotton field basically or this guy you know pretending to whip a sleeve and all kinds of like why do you still do this it just gets yeah. really really weird man all through the show it just kind of explodes it now but what i love with each set piece is how it conveys it visually dread. like you just see this this area um and it seems like it's not even real at times right not seeing that yeah. you're gonna see you know unicorns and you know whatever it is like that now. but it just feels so radically different from what you've seen with the you know with the, the georgia stuff now you know maybe the plantation there just plantations in general and right. you, you tend to question and this is what i love about the fact that it's historical fiction because i was worried that oh is this show blurring like changing up, you know, re- um, history, you know what I mean, to, to, to tell the story, but no, actually. And I like the fact that also someone like me who doesn't know every single thing about um, American history or, or you know, um, American slavery and all that kind of stuff, I don't have to say, oh, well, you know, in South Carolina, they really did do this, and in North Carolina, they, they, they right, did that, right. right? I just I just assume and I just trust the people behind no, the scenes that it's yeah, all, I, like, pastiche, it's all parts and yeah, exactly. pieces of things right. that really did happen, and it's up you to you to kind of decide whether is is whether you want to believe it or not but i right. pretty much believed nearly everything that took place with the exception of just the um underground railroad aspect of, of it like that right. feels slightly fantastical but even that and all the the, the, the um I, I mostly bought but everything else that you see like every point that they stop off it feels authentic in some in some way shape or form right yeah yeah i yeah no i when i heard that the the um it was a book. I don't think that's because I was thinking what well, this was the actual accurate history because like the first episode, like they don't have actual real. What are they doing here? And then Yeah, I well, I won't lie though. Sorry to cut you. I won't lie to I, I get through yeah. off as well. Eh? I got exactly. through off. And something tell me, go on Wikipedia and see what's going on. And what then when they mentioned right. based on a book, and then when they say magic realism, I was yeah. like, okay. Okay, right. I, I stopped reading right. it at that point. And from yeah, there right. it was like, okay, now things are to click. Now I get it. All right, cool. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah, they get into a lot of another thing that I really like. Oh, Will Poulter was in this. <laughs> okay, I was like, yeah, hey, I do. Right. <laughs> anyway, no, but so when they, they started getting into these these sequences, these extended sequences, and you're not sure, it's like, wait, she, she, what's going on here? And and they start seeing characters out in costumes that come a little later. And, you know, then they talk about a character called Grace and what happened to her. And like, oh, okay, I mean, really, who dreaming and who not dreaming or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. And it works really well in that sense. It Once does, it's about yes. Catch, Shockingly, yeah. it, it does, yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I, um, I dug this for what it was. The talent is on display. Um, oh, oh and I, before, before we give, I give a review, I have, to, I have to mention, you end the first episode of freaking Bombs Over Baghdad, dog. I mean... I know, bro. right? <laughs> yeah, And bro. the way how, how they use it, that's always you see, the way you how know? they use the song, I was yeah. clapping. I was like, that is yeah. so genius. I love yes. that. Yes, but I'll yeah, talk about music. Because, I'll talk about why, music. Why, why kind of brilliant? Why kind of brilliant is because of where Outcast is from. And the episode, what yep. what episode, 
Wade was right, exactly. I was like, tell Georgia, yeah, Georgia, right? It's like, ah, see what you doing there, brother. Um, yes, it it really worked. Um, I I really liked all of this. It it we're not getting into depth, but I'll say episode four is very good for me. It because they really get into the heart of the problem within the white side of the argument, right? You know, yes, yes, yes. You know, why, why the Sunday was, was he was why he was the way he was. I it take my hot minute to pick up. It was a flashback. Um. Oh oh, oh well. I, okay, continue to bring up that because I want to bring up something about that, right? But continue, uh, continue. Because the only way he mentioned when he hear the term Great Spirit, he was on, like, oh shit, like it's him. Okay, right, that's real good. Um, I was thinking, I was, again, I was doing a lot of research on, wait, did they have a, a, a Christian sect who was using the term Great Spirit a lot? I'm not sure. It was unclear to me. Um, and then they, 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 they just get, get into the, okay, this is this person, that is why, it, as I said, the, the boy, who I thought was a great actor. Um, yeah, yes. Um, it, it gives the imp- he, you know, you, you'll um, upon first impression, you might think, oh, he doesn't really have to do much. He just has to walk oh, around and no, watch no. stuff. But no, no, no. There's no, a lot that's, that's going on. Presence. I know, yeah. I know, I know. But there's a lot going on with him that yes, he doesn't yes. have to see a word. Yes. <laughs> you know what's and going he, on? He can be. He, he. I don't know. He says he be looking like he can be older than ten. Like that's what making it work now. It's like, oh, how yeah. much, how much will he form in his head and the kind of decisions he making in the world now. Yeah, the, that is very such pro- a brave performance. I yeah, mean, exactly. I like and he very because because the character is so precocious now and 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 active now. Like he just take action to solve the problem. Like, but at the same time, he not he in the predicament or the, I say predicament, but the position here, right? As a, as a person and what he think about the world and how it is. And then the episode four, it linked back to thinking, oh shit, that might be blah blah blah. Knowing knowing that story now, I was like, oh, that kind of brilliant and kind of disturbing at the same time, right? And then I really liked episode nine. Because episode nine got into the you're, you're seeing all the utilitarian decision making throughout mm-hmm. the story, especially mm-hmm. in like in a tree in particular, right? About you know the fella bring the guild age was supposed to do that, blah blah blah. But then episode nine gets into a big crux of the root of the problem, right? And this is where you could understand both sides of this argument because both yeah, sides um, have there's a, a brilliant, brilliant debate, debate. scene like, that had me yeah. on on yeah. my toes, but. Yeah. And it's not just because of what else is going on behind the scenes. That's all right. you'll see. But it's yeah. the debate itself and what's being said. Because exactly. you, you agree yeah. with them for the most part, though, but you understand well, yeah. if you point perfectly, man. I love that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both, both sides have a good point. They, they, it's, it's framed out properly. You understand where they're coming from. Um, you understand why you would make the decisions you'd, you'd make. And, and, you know, how much people... As I say, you, you, some people might be just willing to die together. No? You know, to, you know, you know, to, to borrow from Captain America, right? You know, we die together, right? Together. Mm. Um, yeah, and it, it got into that a very, very deep and serious argument about how to deal with a situation like that. No? And it, look, you see people struggling with that now. So far as in back in them days where you didn't have no communications, you don't know what was happening, people could just come up on you. You know, you had you just had to have you and your community. You know, dra- travel and health and, and all of this bullshit could happen to you. You know how much you know how much you're seeing people just coughing this out to death effectively. Um, yeah, yeah, you forget how how disturbing life was back then. Right? You know, we all come in in 2021. You know, although we have our we own problems going on, but you know, we here we're on the internet, right? We, we go mm-hmm. to nightclubs. Well, we can't go to nightclubs right now, but you, you get my point, right? And it was interesting to see that paradigm play itself out. Um, they did this had little little subtle things about certain characters. The Caesar character was interesting. We never see what happened to him exactly. Um, but you know, it's implied that well, you know, this happened to him and they move on. And mm-hmm. I, I was actually quite shocked because I thought he was gonna be the Saudi story. Nope, 
not to start the story. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they should focus. And yeah, they which, which caught me by surprise as well. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, they make it work. I, I, um, this, this was really, really engaging. Um, I didn't, I didn't listen 10 hours. I didn't think I would have binge it. I did. I really right, think well, I would have And I, I yeah, well, well, I, was like, I, 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 well, I was going to, but, um, a couple of things came up here or there, but I made right. sure to watch this out over the course of two days. So I watched probably, um, seven episodes one day and the other three um the the, the following day but right. um be- before we get to reading right so i just i, I feel like i just keeping people in suspense it's getting this out of the way i absolutely loved this show this yeah. is hands down the best show i have seen in 2021 thus far i'm gonna explain yeah. why now the thing is right like with subject matters with subject matter like this um this is not going to be for everyone right it is very bleak it is very uncompromising it holds yep. it doesn't hold anything back um the first and the final episodes have a disclaimer that's all you'll yep. see i like yep. the first like i won't like when the first well, that, episode that, 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 i was that, like well you know what well i mean slavery so i mean i mean we saw 12 years of slave and stuff like that right. so you know we, we kind of know what to expect and then some happened i was like oh yeah that yeah. that that's why they had that disclaimer oh yeah and then the I, last I one though um i i almost didn't pick up on it though but what we'll see without spoiling it is just one quick shot and it took me like a while to process yeah. what really went on but when it hit me boy i was like yeah. Wow. Uh, okay, so that, there's only one, thing, only, okay. only one thing I confused. When the first episode I felt, I didn't understand how it happened. So this is not a spoiler, but a bunch of people accost them, like four or five fellas. But he somehow beat off all them fellas to stop her from killing the guy or finish him off. Like, what happened to all those other fellas? He beat up all of them. Um, uh-huh. And then chased them um, down to stop them in time. I, I couldn't, that was confusing. But yeah, because it, it, it just kind of leave them behind and just follow um, our hero as she's like running away right. or something like that. Right. I think yeah. so, yeah. Um, but was, yeah, I, I, yeah, but um, oh, right. So just just getting back to the whole subject matter thing, right? I don't want to stay too long on this. So I know, like even myself going into this shit, I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to enjoy this. Just from that first episode right. alone, not even from yeah. when that moment hits, I was like, I don't know if I will like this. I really don't like. And again, it goes back to you know the whole. Back, um, black suffering films and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, right. And right. it was reminding me of like a, a conversation that I had like years ago, right? And it's someone who basically saying, well, you know, like why it is every time when and and not seeing any persons like implying racism or anything like that, right? But why it is, you know, black people always going back to to, to slavery, like you know that yeah. happened ages ago. Like why well, we can't just move right, on? Right, 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 right. And yeah, I know people will come to this and say, well, why are we making stuff like this for in the first place? Like even in the same cbs interview um barry was talking about yeah i mean why why um like he was talking about how people um were, were attacking it early on and talking about well you know we need to show more positive you know um right. representation of black people but no he was fueled enough to to, to do this and funny thing is yeah. that he actually finished film this and while he was editing and all that that's when you know george floyd's murder took place and right. He like he you know confessed like at times he he just wanted to quit he just wanted to step away from it like they they even had a psychiatrist on set Jared, because of yeah, just yeah. what just a whole grim the subject matter is yeah. like you know, they wanted to give up but he was like no this story had to be told and then when like I say with the the George Floyd Black Lives Matter stuff um right, stuff right. came in 
It's like, nah, this this has to be tortured. So for me, I, you know, you say what you want about the subject matter, but you have to respect the artist and what it is he's trying to say. But I'll continue that in a bit. But yeah, go on. Yeah, no, yeah, it, I I could totally understand that because it's like it that last episode in particular was just so like when you get into the backstory. Well, the, the episode is called Mabel, and it's like holy shit, like this this real serious though, like real, like it was rough, eh? Rough up, up yeah. until this point, but this one was like just a, a level of despair and hopelessness that I yes. just couldn't like. I I, I surprised I make it through and then turn this off eh? because I was like, nah, but I ain't need mood for this, eh? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, 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 thought, is, it thought, is really a rough reword, huh? Yeah, but I thought, I thought it, it really worked. And I was trying to tell myself, it's only because, I listen, I, I will straight up admit it, if it wasn't for Paul Mooney, and just listen to Paul Mooney for that hour, however it is, and I, I wouldn't have watched this. I'm, I'm sure that more and more I think about it. Um, it's, it, that's oh, okay, why if okay. Lena Waite was, Lena Waite stuff was a little bad timing now, unfortunately, right? And I just couldn't expect expect uh, myself to just be engrossed in this. And what I liked about it, it didn't get into the, it. It's not designed to make you angry. That's what I liked about it. This is not yes, totally you know, agree. Yeah, you know, you know, blackface in the air bullshit, right? It's none of that. Yeah, it's, it's but, not Friday Power nineteen eighty nine no, again, right? Yeah. What it does, it it what it does very well is just get into the, for lack of a better term, it gets into the nuance of the human condition in respect to this situation. Because a lot of because that's why I like episode four so much. Okay, you could you could understand where um what's his name? I forget the character name, it's slipping my mind right now. Uh, 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 Arnold. Right, Arnold, I, I tried, I, what's his last name again? Ridgeway. 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 Yeah. yeah, Ridgeway, right. That's what I was trying to remember. Anyway, he his position, how he's thinking about it, and they keep talking about the great spirit aspect of it now. And it's like, yeah, if you think about it, it really had no reason to like move on from this. There's no ascension to the argument there's no reason to, to behave better for lack of a better term it just had like these small cruel moments in his life like the part with the boy and the well you know little stuff yes. like that yeah. you know mm-hmm. it, it just is cruel little cruel things that it, and when you think about it for lack of a better term it have no reason to not behave like that you have to make these choices even if you're religious or non-religious or whatever it is that's why like they didn't really make a specific religion they just keep saying great great spirit and i'm trying to think anybody's use you actually use the term great spirit was there any like christian sect or anybody in any in, in the americas used to use it probably i'll do the research maybe um but it's stuff like that just you have to make these choices in the world and you could just take the will and flourish as it is or move on and this character he just gone on a path and we get to see that and it, uh, it was kind of brilliant in that way you know um, that's yeah, why it yeah. that episode four worked so well. And the father was having none of it, because eh? it's like, yeah. you know, and he's like, yeah, no. And he tell him, look, congratulations, you have two jackets. I was like, yeah, that real dread, too. <laughs> real <labritain. laughs> yeah, no, no, um, that, was, that was good. That was good. And then he, um, episode nine, um, he, you know, the whole debate itself, the actual debate of how to deal with this going forward, how it is you'll, you'll deal with this going forward, especially when they find out the truth about the, about their girl, right? How she was connected to. The, 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 she was wanted as a fugitive and what kind of decision they have to make you know and that's a good one too it's a good point because now it's not just it's not um in the fire it's you know frying pan into the fire but also frying pan into you know another fire and another fire mm-hmm. and another frying pan and so on and so forth you know yeah. you're, you're not it anytime soon and I, I thought that was excellent um yeah, yeah but anyway rating quick nine out of ten loved it didn't expect it to enjoy it as much as i did um, really, really well done. But I say, if anything, only small complaint. If anything is, I'll, um, the only complaint is, I would uh, just a little bit of trimming and editing somewhere here. I find pacing was a little, little too slow. 
at that time. But it was fine. Mm. Yeah. But it's all right. Well, 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 right. Well, no, no, no. I feel that I had to play catch up now just to get to rating, right? But um, that's just to get back quickly on that whole artist thing and whether this film, sh- this this story, should be should be adapted to screen and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, what I would say though, it it reminded me a lot of um, stuff like see, um, well, gr- big example, um, Schindler's List, right? Um, right? It is one of those movies that yes, it, for me, it took me a long while to check it out, and yes, I, I totally love it, right? And I mean, yes, it's a rough film to sit through, but it's one of those movies that if you call yourself a true cinephile, if you really believe in the power of film, and you know, you you, you look to the greatest films of all time, Jed, you know what I mean? That is one that you have up there. But I imagine that even if you, if you, even if you never saw the film, right, and you call yourself a cinephile, somebody might come up to you and ask you, "Well, you ever saw Schindler's If not, why?" You know what I mean? So that's how I see this show here. It's kind of it's one of those those um, shows that if you call yourself a connoisseur, a connoisseur, sorry, of just great, like just TV filmmaking, right, or just filmmaking as a whole, because believe me, this is going to show up on a lot of best of lists. Of the year, and, and I'm gonna say this one time, of the decade, right? Yeah, somebody's gonna ask you why haven't you seen this show? Because as much as the the subject matter is grim, um, this is probably the best looking show I have seen all year. I'm gonna use the word oh, best yeah, yeah. A, a, a lot. Eh? It is so superbly shot, yeah, so well shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. framed. The cinematography, perfect color correction. Perfect. Yeah. Loved. Warm. That's how the show looked. Warm colors. Just the way how black skin looked. Loved it, right? Um, camera movement was perfect, right? I love also too um, where, yes, you will have long takes, but the camera moves, but it moves when it yeah. needs to. Whether it's yeah. on a hand and then back to a face and, you know, uh, going back to like a, a medium shot or something like that. The camera moves the way it should. It was to the point like I know I was watching this you know, just as a film fan, not so much as a, you know, a, a, a you know, hopefully um, filmmaker one day. And I was like, you know, and I never thought about using this shot for this scene or using this angle for that. Like, I was just kind of blown away, Jed. And to bring up the, the final episode, right? Well, be, well, just before I get to the, the final episode, right? So, I would confess to, um, there were a couple of episodes that I felt were, at, at at first, when I was thinking about that, they, they felt kind of weak compared to, like, everything else. So, case in point, I, at first, thought that episode four was kind of meh. Because it just stopped and just gave this flashback into Arnold. And it was just like, oh, well, now we see why he's an asshole. Well, okay. But, you know, when I, when I, the more I thought about it and how it connects later on with his part in the story, it just made sense. Especially when they brought back, um, 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 this guy from who used to work with his dad, Mac, right? Who's who's played by this guy from Walking Dead, right? Like when he comes back into the into the story, it's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And the implication with um, Homer, that's all we'll see, is brought up here. But I also love that the show didn't stop to say, well, this is really true. But no, it's like, no, just just kind of figure it out for yourself. So I love that, right? Um, I'd say the same thing for the shortest episode. That would be um, seven, right? That would right, that right. just more feels like a coda, basically, to a young character, a girl who escapes. That's all you'll see from uh, episode six. Um, so no, sorry, episode three, sorry. And um, we just kind of see what happens uh, afterwards. It was just like a short and simple um, story, and compared to like what we saw before, <laughs> is just a cool down period, boy. Because um, 
I would say the Tennessee chapters, right? Because each episode is a chapter. Um, five and that's episode five and six, especially five way. That was a tough, tough watch. That was so bleak, boy. Um, even right down to the set piece of it, which is just this forest and it's just like slash and burn. So it's all ash and fire, and it just looks incredibly hellish. And what Cora goes through in that episode, though, and it, 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 it and Arnold is there as well too. Yeah, boy. I, it was to that point where I was like, okay, I, I really don't know if I should watch the rest of this way. But um, how it comes back, I, I really, really dug that in the second part. And this is where basically Arnold returns his old home and, you know, um, revelations and all that kind of stuff. That's all you'll see. Um, and, you know, it was going, you know, things going good. You no, know, And then, well, episode eight happens and you think, oh, everything's all peaceful because now we reach a, a place where it's like a literal plantation run by, you know, freed black people, right? And, you know, you're thinking everything cool, but you, you just know from everything from be found that you've seen before, something bad that happened, right? And then episode nine took place. And all I will say is that, hands down for me, this is my favorite episode of this season, um, of the series. And I will say this, 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 go, this scene, this declaring one time, this is going to go down as one of the best episodes of a TV show this year. Yep. Bah none that episode just knocked me down dread. and the song that he used because we, we forgot to mention music right there's not just rap songs uh, in it too but you know some old you know soul songs as well too but the rap songs that they use <laughs> the, the the one in episode two i would I say was a little on the nose yeah use they had um donald glover song yeah, right, um, that's what I was going to get to. Uh, well, yeah. for, for episode two, they use uh, Fast Side uh, Running, right? Classic Fast Side song, right? But I was like, okay, that's that's a lot of news because, you know, run away, run, can't keep running away. But, dog, dog, that's bad, right? But, dude, episode nine, when This Is America comes in yeah. and they build it up from the very beginning, eh? and that shot that they show before they cut to black, yeah, I was hard. like, this this hard was this real real hard i love this oh and points once again for for barry you know tapping into you know but, but, but uh my my favoritism to to chopped and screwed music because yes he yep. <laughs> chopped and screwed version of um kendrick lamar's money trees i was like yes he he yep. doing the whole slim is um dj slim k again because the same guy who did the um chopped and screwed version of um cell therapy which he using um oh gosh in moonlightner it's like okay yeah, yeah. okay doing that chop the screen shit i love that way but yeah when this is america dropped though i was like this, this show is amazing this is this just transcends itself at that point right? and then episode 10 comes and it's you know just a flashback with mabel and all that kind of stuff but it leads to where um her daughter um you know cora ends up and what i love doing you know touching back on set pieces and all that i love once again where it's just representation of freedom and in this case, we don't want to spoil too much. It's just emptiness. But in that case, is it is 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 she free there? You know what I mean? You know, even where she goes from that point, that's all we'll see. Will she be free? Will 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 freedom be something that she will um continually chase um in her life basically? And I just love how the show just continues to explore that. And you know, it just makes us think now, like, yeah, are we really free or what what are we really free in the in where we are in this position right now you know what i mean so i just love how the show really really touches on that but yeah um in terms of just the, okay so 
Barry Jenkins, right? I have to give the man credit. This this guy really, really went out of his way to see. Yeah, I, I, I could be a goat in this shit. I'm not just some, you know, fly by night director who just make two great films and, you know, that's it. I really, really want to be um, defined. Um, sorry, I really want to be, you know, one of the greats out there. And this one, this show here really proved that, yes, he is up there, Dredd. I'll put him up there in terms of, like, the, the, the Spielbergs, Dredd. Like, this is this is the level I could put him at right yeah. now. Um, yeah. And it's just what he does with the camera, Dredd. Just the, 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 the right camera movements, you know, shots, um, composition, everything. Not going to spoil where it happens, right? But in the final episode, Dredd, there's a transition, right? So, you know, throughout the show, it's um, it's in um, it's full screen, right? But when you go to the flashback uh, moments, they're in widescreen, right? There's a transition from widescreen to full screen that when it happened, I would catch it at the very end. I was like, I, I, I pause the show. I say, wait, now, wait, 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 wait. But, but Barry, 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 this is where we at? Is this, yeah. is this where we at, Barry? Is this what we're doing, Barry? Is yeah, this what you're heat. doing to me, Barry? Well, and I run it back. I was like, oh too my much God. This man too much. So <laughs> yeah, hard. <laughs> no, I was yeah, really, swept really, with really, emotion. Really. Though. It just yeah. brilliant, brilliant. The man knocked it out of the park with this one, Jen. And I would say that if you are a film lover, you will love everything about this. And let's uh, touch back quickly on the whole shinless thing before I get to rating. This is, to me... Uh, the, the two shows I kind of compare them to. Um, Shinless List and, well, <laughs> forgive me for this, uh, Pan's Labyrinth um, from, from okay, Guillermo right. del Toro, which, yeah, 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 again, okay. touched on really dark issues, but they had a way right. of blending a sort of a weird fantasy vibe to it, but blurred it in such a way you have to kind of question, even if the real stuff that you're seeing is real, you know what I mean? So it's like that. So when you're in some sunlit feel, is this a dream or is this a reality that is or is this just some kind of trick that demand is <laughs> is formula is creating or some kind of thing that so this right. constantly does that right? and last thing i'll say before yeah, i get to read it does, into it does, it does yeah it does it does that stream of consciousness reasonably well you know just having a sense of um you know you know because of trauma and, yes and exactly the, and yeah. sickness and so it's, it's this kind of working living lucid fever dream effectively and yeah that's yeah. kind of what the situation was right and and good thing I brought up um, trauma as well too because yeah I mean Cora is just truly ringer dread is yeah, emotionally so any any moment of just rest now you you you're kind of wondering if if she's all if she's dreaming it or not and even us as the, as a viewer just kind of questioning if if what we if we should accept what's going on or not even if it's all about you know so called progress right or freedom if you will um I forgot to mention also to the sound design is excellent yes. masterful in my opinion um if 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 you just want to learn about sound design just watch this show it it does a yeah. lot with um cicadas. Sound, especially yeah with the uh, cicadas you know what i mean there's, there's yeah, like a up, huge yeah. emphasis on that um in episode 10 there's a moment with mabel just yeah. with sound Cicada, yeah, and with, when it yeah. hits you like yeah Again, jaw dropped. Got, I was like, all right, all right, all right. I, I, I can't, I can't the flames, the flames, the flames, right? Yeah. 
I forget which episode. I think it's episode one had a similar similar thing now with the with the yeah, yeah. like, okay, right. And I also love too this this the compare this the contrast with that episode because there's a moment where Cora stops at a point and you're wondering what's going on, but the camera never shows what's going on. And then well in the last episode you see, oh, that's why. They kinda hinted it in the first episode, but this one, the uh, the final episode they show that, right? So we're gonna wrap up now, don't worry, right? Um, the, the music, which is done by Nicholas Brit- um, Brittle, who has worked on Moonlight and If Beale Street Could Talk, fantastic. There's a particular team that plays throughout this whole series. When you hear it, you will not unhear it. Jed. It is yeah, so dark and grim, and just how the violence just build up into this 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 crescendo. It works, and every time it's using it in the show. You know, I mean, it it just elevates the it just elevates what's on screen, right? So for me, I was kind of thinking that I was kind of thinking about it in terms of, all right, like subject matter is grim. Should I praise this film because it was ballsy enough to to show this kind of stuff? You know, what I mean, and you could you know you could go into a deeper argument about you know why shows like. 12 Years a Slave or um, right, right. or this List should be regarded as some of the best movies of all time, even though the subject matter, you know, could, could kind of border on exploitation at times, right? right but right, then right. I would make the argument that you have shit like Antebellum, which tried to do that. And right, feel, well, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all I would just say, folks, is, you know, with the, with the praise that we're giving this, right? Um, if this is for you, by all means, check it out. But if you know for sure that this isn't your thing, this is your cup of tea, you don't have to see this. And this is this is not us coming and saying, well, if you call yourself a fan of you know cinema or if you love teaching, yeah, that's it, yeah. no, no, no. Um, right. It's like that because I mean, it will win. And if you if you never saw Schindler's List or you know um, Twelve Years a Slave, but trust me, your life would change if you see them. That's all you see. Right. And yet, True. for me, this was life-changing. For me, it just made me think about freedom in so much different ways and, you know, how it relates to us today. Um, yes, it is a Black Struggle series, but it's deeper than that. It is about just the human condition, just, just perseverance, right? and just resilience, right? right? And yeah, I have to give um, by Jenkins, all the praise in the world for just being brave enough to just make this film and put it out. As keep saying, film this series and put it out, man. So, despite its minor flaws, because yeah, I do agree with you, yeah, it does have some pacing issues here or there. Um, at the moment, I'm gonna give this a strong four and a half out of five, man. Um, I I, I don't know if I'll if I'm gonna recap this by year's end, but I'm letting you guys know one time. This is up there right now. This is number one for me. This is the best TV show I've seen all year. Before you tell me, um, it's better than Wonder Vision. Yes, it is. Um, it's better than Invincible. Yes, it is. Just because of the direction, <laughs> yeah. storytelling, the acting. I forgot to mention the acting. Acting superb. Throughout yeah. the board, um, across the board, everything. Just yeah. No, your boy, your boy from Ting was good. Um, you got a good place. He's good. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. just everybody just knocked it out of the park. And last, last thing I'll say. This last word, this last use of the word best, Joel Edgerton boy. Yeah. His his character will go on as one of the best villains I have seen ever. Like yeah. I I will have him up there with refines from 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 Schindler's List. Right? He is just that guy that you love to hate, but you will load him. But I love the that they just gave him so much um, character development right? that. You just kind of see him as just this sad individual who just who just have his wires crossed, basically, right? And that's the way how he sees black people, you know what I mean? It's just 
off. And it goes beyond this whole selfish thing about, it's not even selfish, this whole thing about, oh, well, I want my daddy to love me. Like, that's just saying it's simple, but it goes much deeper than that. Shit. And this scene where his journey goes is just mythic. And I would say the show itself has a very Greek myth feel to it, especially in terms of yeah. Cora yes. and just her journey and what she went through. But yeah, I mean, I could talk for days about this, but guys, this is the real deal. I love the show. Um, if you have the stomach fit, check it out but if you want to yep. see something that will just just change not just the way how you see your life trip but that's the way how you see film how do we the way you see tv definitely check the show highest recommendation all right so let's move on to season three of master of none um this is called well it's the official title is master of none presents moments in love so ricardo right. you didn't see this one but no. um you could, if you don't mind, kick things off with, uh, well, I'll I'll kind of start and you could lead in and then I'll jump into what this season is about. Um, yeah, we, we, we pretty much praised Massive None for the moment it dropped um, back in 20, when was it, by? Um, 2017. Um, yeah. You know, for me, it was just seeing, you know, millennials who, you know, kind of look and act like I do. Well... In, although they live in New York and they have more money than me, right? So, you know, it's it's an insecure scenario, right? Just yeah. people my age, but, you know, they live in better lives than me, right? But I really love how it's just like, well, Aziz Ansari who create the, the series. And it's not just about him, you know, just being this um this Indian uh, actor trying to get by, but also him, you know, with the ups and downs and love, of, of love, you know what I mean? Just trying to maintain a relationship, right? And just all the, the stuff that, that takes place there. Um, this was my official introduction to, to Lena Waite, um, who is, well, co-creator of the show. She also acts in it as well. Um, you know what I mean? She, and I, I love, like, especially, like, in the second season, the episode Thanksgiving, which uh, mirrors, uh, well, real-life incident where she came out as gay to her mom, right? In this case, in that right. episode, it was played by, um, you know, McGill, Angela Bass, right? But, yeah, right. it was just these real-to-life, um, this, these, these um, down-to-earth characters, just just navigating life right and especially like in the second season what what i really particularly love what it did was harken back to you know classic films of the 60s right especially with um you know like italian that's so much italian neorealism but you know french new wave stuff you know what i mean that, that kind of vibe right. yeah so yeah. i just love that you know they were film nerdy enough to just drop these little gems like you know what yeah we're gonna harken back to this right um the second season was aziz's character in italy so we're gonna have yeah. you know the episode being black and white and you know it's just those things you know like you know i mean it, it's just like just that worship of you know famous directors like uh, federico fellini and you know stuff like that now so film news like us will appreciate that but other people can just watch i'm like oh this show actually like special man actually real special but yeah i dug the hell out of both seasons i didn't think we were gonna well i was kind of i kind of gave up actually on the on the you know the the possibility of a third season and then a trailer dropped like a few months ago that we gain you know this third season but it it, it feels like a spin-off but all well, this kind of is but it's centered actually on well lena wheat's um, character alone well right. actually her and her new um girlfriend basically or i should say wife right uh right. so yeah that that kind of threw me off but i was like all right well cool third season let's see what we get with it right but before i get to that though um ricardo your quick thoughts on this massive nanny show oh no yeah yeah we um yeah you're yeah, gonna yeah, mention it it's it's just our generation of stuff how to tell the millennial perspective and struggle how to think about 
being just a relatively new adult uh, in the time of um, in the twenty first century, you know, and, and what it is to be a kind of halfway point, especially us older millennials. You know, there's there's this whole this whole nonsense. You ever see a couple of articles recently? Geriatric millennials, <laughs> so dumb. And is anybody between <laughs> thirty five and forty where we really have a working memory of the past, but not none of the future, um, and we we halfway point now. Uh, whatever. Um, as I say, it's the the aspects of um, just that, just being conscientious of yourself, anxiety, possible depression, but just how to think about the world and really become you know conscious of all the, the systems and powers of the world as it is. Um, so yeah, that's it. Right. Well, I made a mistake there. Actually, you know, the the first season aired in twenty fifteen. Eh? So, yeah, it's it, it's been That's a while, and the second season was twenty seventeen. So, yeah, we literally waited, had to wait four years now, uh, for this um, third season here. And um, what it is, right? So basically, the the episode run um, number of episodes basically is cut completely in half, Jed. So, right. In this case, we actually get five episodes right so if you're planning binging it which you should and which i did actually uh, a few hours before you know talking about this here um because it actually came out today the times recording here right um it should take you about uh three hours roughly right right, right. um is is if is if it's a matter of you sticking through it right that's what i'll say before that that's all lead into with what the show is about right so um as i said before it centers on Mina Wade's character um denise um, she is married to Alicia, who's played by um Naomi Aki. Um, last time I saw her was well in that Star Star Wars movie that I hated, right? All oh, right, 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 right. Um, she was in Rise, Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. Okay, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was yeah, the yeah, one that um <laughs> that Billy Dee Williams was watching her kind of way. Yeah, even though it's implied that she's supposed to be his daughter. Yeah, you, you know, you know, you know, Billy had that smile, man. You just you just yeah, shut him. What I was like, um. Okay, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. what's going on yeah. here, right? We can do that a little better. Whatever. Yeah, Robert. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Um, right, so, well, okay, so I have to confess, I did not recap the first two seasons, because, I mean, fairly, my, my view on, on those seasons haven't changed, right? And I figure, because this is a, a whole new spin, just a whole new, you know, story, I, I, that it, it wasn't going to be connected to what I saw before anyway, right? And thankfully, it, it isn't, right? But yeah, um, basically, uh, Denise is an author, and she actually got through with a you know a successful book. Uh, so now she's just living it up in this um, home, this this house, basically, way down in the, in the countryside. It's not really established where <laughs> it is, but um, you know there, there's a city that's nearby, so it's not like they in the edge of nowhere or anything like that, right? And we just kind of just seeing their lives, just you know, just in love, just being with each other and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, but what happens is that Aziz's character, Dev, yeah, he actually shows up. He actually appears um in two episodes of this five episode um run, right? Right, right. He shows up with his um with his girlfriend. I can't remember if she was in the second season, but she was um she was uh well her her she she she's of Indian descent just like he is. So I was trying to remember if she was there before, because I remember um in the second season he had met this girl in Italy. He had broke off with a girl before that was in the first season or whatever it is, but I swear like I saw her before, but whatever, right? And yeah, they come true, there's this argument that takes place, and you know, it just kind of springs up this conversation that you know they were having, but they kind of bring it up in the show 
where yeah, basically Alicia wants to get pregnant, right? Um, but you know, <laughs> Denise is just like, well, I just want to get this new book out. You know what I mean? Just a lot of stress. This weed that's a smoking that's helping things. I just yeah. kind of want to focus on that. But eventually, they 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 find a donor through a friend of theirs. Uh, again, I can't remember if this guy was in the previous seasons or not. But yeah, he comes yeah. through. He's like, yeah, we'll do it, right? Um, yeah. But what happens, unfortunately, is that there's a miscarriage, and then from there, the relationship pretty much just falls apart. And we just kind of see right. how these two characters just kind of not just build their relationship, but their lives as well. I'll stop there. So, um, for me, this, well, yeah, just off the bat, just from what I saw with the trailer, just for the presentation alone, this is a totally different beast from what we saw, um, saw here. This really is going for, you know, we pay in tribute to, um, what's this guy's name? Um, Ingrid Bergman, right? So we go in like, you know, 60s, 70s kind of vibe, right? We go in, um, cries and whispers. It'll be we, we we go in that era where it's more character piece, and you know it's all about the mood that's being set here. It's not really about anything else. It's just about the characters and how they deal with stuff, right? Um, the the, the Freeman, right? It's done entirely in this four three format, and also it's simulated. I assume to look like it's shot entirely on film. I I honestly doubt that they actually got film cameras to do this because i saw in the end right. credits effects effects blah 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 so i assume that yeah. uh, well i mean i know they do more than just drop a filter like they didn't do that they right, just right. drop a filter but you could tell it really went to the way to to make it look like it's film like you could see the green <laughs> in each and every shot right but uh one thing that they do here right and this will be a turnoff for some people it it wasn't for me but at times i wish they could have done a little bit better um do something a little bit different at times. They use um, it's entirely done with just static shots, right, and okay, just right. mostly long takes. So yeah, the camera doesn't move at all. Each and every scene that you see, the camera is just static, right. Even if cam um, the characters, you know, leave exit the frame or come back in or whatnot, the camera just always stays in one place. And incidentally, see, I was thinking about a show that we saw recently, uh, Malcolm and Marie, where I right. assume, okay, with two characters, and yes, just two characters in this house, the least you can do is kind of have the camera move ever so often, like just have like a little tracking shot ever so often, and then come back to where, we did, where they were before, something like that. But no, they just keep the camera static. That's all they do. And at times, it will feel, I don't want to say amateurish, but this kind of feels like, I don't want to say lazy neither, but just like, right. okay, so this is this is really what they're going to be doing throughout these five episodes. You're just going to have the camera just be there. Like, you're not even going to make a single effort to make that, that camera move. Yeah, but I am. On the fence about that, too. I, I right. because it's clearly, it's clearly a creative choice, and they're trying to do the whole, as you say, with, with Malcolm and Marie, you know, the whole, you know, stage play thing. Like, they're trying to do that right, clearly, right? right? It's up to you. I was moving in that show, right? right, for, right, right when right. it needed to, when it needed to, to move. Right, right. That's what I say. Right. Yeah. But it's here, yeah, like I, I just felt like, they, well, okay, so to be, to, so in the show's defense, it is framed in such a way that, yes, there didn't really need to be any particular camera movement. But still, at some point, I was just kind of hoping at least we could have follow a character, you know, walking or just going from point A to point B, where we don't really get that. 
So stylistic wise, it may kind of throw people off. Or, but here, here's here's the here's the tricky part about shows like this, right? And um, well, I don't know if that was ever brought up in the second season, but I'm not warning now. If you know films like us, if some people will come and watch this and find it to be, for lack of a better term, pretentious. Like, right. okay, wh- right. why? Okay, so the entire show is just gonna be like this. Yawn, this is boring. This entire show is going to be in 4 3. Yawn, this is boring. You know what I mean? Like, almost as if you want to say that the show is trying hard to be artsy when actually it isn't. It's just trying to be its own thing. But I know it'll have, you know, detractors or discovered say, no, you're, you're just when you're just trying to be all film schoolish with this, and yeah, it just right. doesn't work, right? So I'll, I'll kind of just leave that up to you when, um, if ever you decide to see it, right? But uh, where the show really shines, though, is the realism, right? Because for me, while the first two seasons... The first two seasons had a sort of, like... um, Like, they were, like, overly real to me, right? Like, even the second season, like, when um, Dev goes to to Italy, it just felt like, okay, we do, like, this homage to old films. So it's not entirely real, but it feels like it's in its own film world, but it's just with characters that, you know, exist in real life, right? That's the vibe of it. But here, it really does feel down to earth. It feels like literally like cinema verity in a sense, right? We're just watching um, Denise and Alice. Sorry, not Alice, sorry. Um, And Alicia just in their world, right? And we are just the fly, just watching, on the the fly in the wall, sorry, just watching everything play. And that's how it is. Um, And, you know, for the most part, that that, that works, right? Um, I really do have to... You know, applaud um, both Lena and um, and Naomi because they 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 really really put it in with this one. Um, even when there are moments where you could probably spot it, right? There's moments where you could kind of spot it. They clearly were improvising. Um, yeah. it, it still feels very natural, right? But yeah. again, for some people that might be a turn off because you know it just kind of feels like you're just watching like a like a documentary, right? Some cinematic verity doc and. You know, we're just kind of watching these characters just go by, but there's no rhyme or reason to anything. I think there is one, and there is an actual narrative that takes place over these uh, five episodes. Um, but I will confess, though, it is a slow burn, right? And uh, compared to the last two seasons, this is more of a dramedy than a comedy drama, in my opinion. There's a lot right. more drama in this one here, which, I mean, works, right? But, I mean, I honestly didn't go into this one expecting to be laughing, you know, throughout, right? Like, what I did with the first couple seasons. But here, it's just, yeah, just characters in their own element, just, you know, figuring out life, you know what I mean? As, as the other two seasons did with Dev, right? Um, and yeah, I mean, for the most part, that 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 works. You also see um, a couple of cameos, like case in point, um, Angela Bassett shows up, um, in right. any particular scene, as all I see, that was, that was really cool. And where the, the, the characters go, that's all you see. Um, felt felt plausible. It felt really real, and you know, it's not seen that this is going to be true for for any same sex couple, but it's just the reality of things. You know, what I mean, any any day, right, it's right. about emotion and you know, love and commitment and all that kind of stuff. And right. sometimes it just doesn't play out the way you expect, right? But it's just how you right. deal with it and move on. So that to me is the is, is the heart of the show. Um I don't know though, I mean well it is directed by um by Aziz as well. Um yeah Aziz does direct all five episodes. I thought that he did okay. like a great okay. job in terms of just shot composition. There's some great um simple but just very effective um cinematography as well. 
and it just kind of sets the mood of the entire piece and how, how I see it is more like just a slight departure from the mostly urban stuff that we've seen in the past couple of seasons. This one feels, right. you know, like, okay, it's away from that. It's in the country. So, you know, there's a lot of like exterior shots. You see a lot of grass and, you know, ever so often you might see horses or, you know, sheep and it's that kind of thing. But they will always go back to the city as well too, but it doesn't look the way how it did in the previous seasons where there was a lot of life and energy to it. This one feels, even right down to the, um, cinematography and the, the color correction use it feels a little washed out actually which i feel yeah. is intentional as well this a little dry you know what i mean just intentionally just okay we're just stripping all the you know as much of the humor out of it that we're just going to show things as raw and real as possible so yeah for the most part that works but um inclusive before i get to read it here though um i will understand if some massive non-fans probably wouldn't dig the season and yeah. I mean, like for me, I I watch it. I was like, yeah, this is cool. I mean, you know, points for them actually because I was wondering why exactly they dropped it on a Sunday as opposed to say like you know a Friday or a Tuesday or something like that. But I imagine it's to kind of lead up to well Pride Month, right? Which is which is next um next month actually. But anyway, okay, right. yeah. Um, but you know, this this feels like. See, again, I don't want to say it's a spin-off of Massive None, even though technically it is. But this feels like a, you know, just like an experimental chapter of that series. Like this, okay, hey, right. we're trying so something not, new. Not really so... a, a massive, it's not an official season, but it is a kind of sighting. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, right, it is right. that. Yes, dev shows up, and yes, there are slight allusions to what happened before, but really and truly, you don't even have to remember what happened in the, in the past season to get this one. It feels like its own thing, right? And you have to you have to respect that. And then also too, because well, I mean, you have to. I mean, I I would actually think that you know the reason me um, behind having things feel stripped down and just plain, it's probably because of COVID. Right. You know, maybe maybe that's the reason why. Like just like a yeah. park of memory, you had to kind of keep right. things a little bit more, you know, right. a little bit more simple. You know what I mean? Just yeah. going go out. Simple boom. That's I remember. It. I remember when I remember he he got into some trouble. It was a kind of non-troversy, um, but um, you know, he got. Dev- oh, sorry. Um, as he's oh, as he's, it was something with yeah. some girl. What? Yeah, it was real right. It was ultimately yeah, like, like, like I think he sees something like, and she read it as like just ab- right. Uh, it's yeah, objective whatever. or whatever it is. Yeah. Right, I get yeah. it, but the, but the point is, it was kind of a non-tribute, and I really thought, personally, I, I kind of thought his career was over because everybody was kind of super paranoid about the whole cancer culture stuff, and like now people can have a clearer head of what's going on with that. Um, at the time, I was like, wait, boy, you know, you know, any man in trouble, kind of bullshit. It's not true, um, but I really thought his career was hurt by this because um, mm-hmm. he wasn't hearing about him or anything like that. So I was thinking, wait, boy, show get canceled, you know, the show going on. But I was glad to see that the show come back. I was like, yeah, cool, we can make it work. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Same, same here too. And you know, for me, I'm I'm glad that the show is back. I mean, sure, it's not like right. the previous seasons, but I do applaud the fact that it's doing something different, right? And like the second season, but even more here, um, it's really harkening back to like old school, you know, classic cinema. Right? I mean, that right. that's clearly what they're going for. Um, you know, that's just that whole realistic that um that there's a whole realistic vibe to to everything, right? More than what we got before. But yes, I do imagine for some this will be a chore to sit through, even with five episodes. Um, right. There's two in particular that run close to an hour, and the the other three is like about a uh, twenty twenty five minutes roughly. But 
even like, like in, you know, like I, I binge it over like three hours, right? But I still right. know for some people, they'll just kind of be bored by this. They'll just be like, okay, well, it's just these static shots. It's just characters talking. It's just character E trying to do this. But where's the comedy? Why should we care about this, right? right. But if you look at it as just, oh, this is just a side story, right? You know what I mean? In this world called Mass of None. You'll you'll appreciate it. You'll appreciate it. Right. And you know, there's a lot of heart that's put into it, a lot of emotion, a lot of care put it put into it as well. And where the, the story goes and ends, basically, um, yeah, um, I I was satisfied for the most part with it. And uh, well, I don't know if we're gonna get any more experimental seasons from Mass of None, but if if the idea is that well, you know, Aziz probably don't wanna you know be on screen, you know, be for a whole season for reasons maybe, then I don't know. I guess explore more characters and see what great stories you get out of it. So yeah, uh, rated wise, I get this uh light, uh, decent three and a half out of five, man. Um, it's it's good, it's good, not as great as the first season. Sorry, first couple of seasons actually. Um. You may see this show up on some best of lists, but I think you know it'll just be from people who will appreciate the sort of quietness to everything, right? But um, yeah, I mean, I imagine for some people they'll just find this to be boring or dull and just like okay, whatever, who cares, right? But if you're a bit of a, the, the the first two seasons, you you'll appreciate it. But more particularly the second one and how they were just kind of harkening back to old classic cinema, right? So yeah, this is more for the film nerdy fans of the show you appreciate it way more I, I assume but i mean if you were just fans of you know lena wheat's character and you right. know aziz's character and all that and i would say naomi makes for a, a great character and a great addition to the world of mass of none as well yeah i mean if you just love those characters from day one and you're just really curious to see where they are right now which technically is the point of the show yeah give it a look man give it a look and last but not least let's talk about let's finally talk about Army of the Dead. Uh, Ricardo, if you don't mind, I want you to do the synopsis first, right? So, um, oh. yeah, so this year we we, we, we talked about Zack Snyder um, in, a, in a lengthy review of his, you know, well, the you know the director's cut that everybody asks for, right? Everybody. Um, the Snyder cut of Just See, right? Um, I was fair to it. Like, I gave it a four and whatnot because I just was an amazement of the effort that was put into making the show work. But, you know, I know, like, you know, you, for example, you were just nonplus. You just couldn't care less, right? And, yeah. you know, it just went into this deeper conversation about Zack Snyder himself and just him as a quote-unquote author, right? But for right. me, I just always appreciated him in terms of just action cinema, just, you know, making yeah. kinetic cinema, just making scenes feel larger in life, right? And with this show here, well, his official return to, you know, the, the, the zombie subgenre of horror, right, right after his... His really and still impressive debut, um, 2004 film, uh, Dawn of the Dead, right? Still one of the best horror remakes ever made, right? I was like, okay, this this could be good. Like, no, I went in honestly with expectations low because I really wasn't hearing that. I, I was trying to avoid um, reviews of it, right? But right, I was right. like, all right, ensemble cast, okay, Dave Bautista here. I mean, proven once again that you know, I mean compared to guys like the Rock, this this man has been getting like all these. E plus, e, sorry, yeah. these, these E class starring performances in just a shorter period of time than Dwayne Johnson or John Cena ever did, right? So I can't knock the man for that, right? But yeah, I mean, it's another zombie film and it's going to be in Vegas and it's a heist film as well. So yeah, 
Um, so yeah, Ricardo, what was Army of the Dead about? All right, so sometime in the past, uh, like the Area 51, from something from Area 51, shipping something, and they get into accident. And they release some creature, like a zombie-ish, and it goes to Las Vegas and decimates Las Vegas. And then a handful of survivors, this, all of this happened years ago, a handful of survivors get out and survive the scenario. And basically, the US government wants to tactically nuke Las Vegas to, to end the threat immediately. Because they have no, um, no zombies outside of Vegas. They cordon out the area, seal it off, and deal with the situation. And basically, what happens is that this casino owner, um, who's the actor? Right? Blight Tanaka. Oh, yeah. Well, actor? yeah, Hiroki Sonata. Sonata. Who, Sonata. Who, right? yeah, who recently yeah, played uh, Scorpion. Yeah. Yeah, he was right. He was behind. Behind. <laughs> yeah, behind, right. No, no, um, no, sorry. That, that, was, that was the lie that he said. That was like one of the few lines he had in, in yeah. water cover. Yeah. Right. And so he basically hires Dave Batista's character. I think his name is Scott. And yes. mm. get back to make, to get us some money. Right? And they say, look, if you have that much money, just hire who you have. And then we'll, I'll give you $50 million to move on. That's the story. And they have to get all these people to come together. They get Tignatara as the pilot. He gets his old friend. To, to work with him, he got a bunch of just shooting people who just know how to shoot zombies in the, in the thing mm-hmm. and living in around yeah. Vegas. And that's the whole, the whole point. And it's just them, them they getting together and they have to... But what happens is that he has a strange daughter living close to the city in some camps and there's a reason why they had to move them out and so on and so forth. And they have to deal with this situation. And yeah, um, why didn't Zack Snyder do, do Suicide Squad in the first place? Because, I know, right? <laughs> because I didn't completely hate this. Like it's still it's still normal. It it was it had a lot of good action sequences. I like how characters bounced off each other. I was enjoying it for what it was. But it was like it was okay. Like it wasn't that bad. It wasn't the worst thing ever. I was I was entertained. Right? Mm-hmm. I could have we could have do I could have you could have punched up the story a little bit. I really like Batista in this. I thought he was great. Um yeah. I, I keep making yeah, I keep making he was. I, I keep making a since okay. This is back when when Zack Snyder really got it got on my radar, which was three hundred. Um, mm. I always made because it. I, I made, still I, love and and defend. I know. I, still, I know. I know. Somewhat, you, I know you're not a fan, but I I love it. Right. Mm. I still somewhat defend it at least from a you know filmmaking perspective and actions perspective. Right. Um, I made a joke. I said, look, they could totally like make Gears of War with with Snyder's director. You know, direct, like get Snyder to direct Gears of War because Gears of War just switch out the swords and the brown. And bring in the guns and the grey. And that is Gears. That is a movie. It's 300 mm-hmm. but with guns and grey. And it, to see Dave Batista in this. With, working with Snyder so well. I, I thought it was excellent. Um, then there's another thing that somebody had to tell. It's only because of the news of this. Only because of the news. Um, about this story. And, and what happened with the, with the behind the scene. I didn't know that they had to have. Um, Tegnataro. No? The inclusion of Tegnataro was so technically impressive in this story. Like, mm. well, I'm, uh, well wow. what actually is it used? Because I, I didn't know. Okay, so apparently, Tignataro, all her stuff was in post. Everything about her. She, because she comp- they completely edit out, um, what's the actor name? He's a comedian or something like Chris Delia, I think. The story is that this guy called Chris Delia, Delia or something like that. He, I, I had, my, well, I, I don't really watch news so much. I can avoid it, but apparently he, he's some sex pestery, right? Some underage girl, something you get text or something like that. 
So they, he got oh, okay. I'm, I'm seeing no. Okay, he was cut out right. due to sexual mis- misconduct allegations. Right. Oh, right. Okay. Right. 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 Oh. And he was completely mm. edited out of the movie, though. They don't shoot the movie. Oh. And then they, they, they and, do and a you, bunch. Of... I I didn't even know that, boy. Jeez. That's what I said. Wow, and I, wow, it's wow. only it's only when it's only because it's only hearing it before the fuck is like, oh yeah, yeah, because Delhi wasn't supposed to be in this, right? And then I was like, wait, wait, wait. Tignataro was shot after. Here's the thing. It is so impressive. Dave Batista has never actually met Tig Tignataro in person. You know? <laughs> and there's yeah. a few moments with them together. Talking. Well, you know, conversation. I was like, wow. I was like, but well, actually nail it though. It's like, technically it is very impressive what they did there in terms of getting her in. Like you could yeah, tell. No, 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 I actually want to rewatch those scenes. You know? Just just pick it up like wow, wow. That's so impressive though. Anyway, um I thought I thought this the setting was good. The action sequences were pretty decent for what it was. Um I didn't I can't say I loved it and I I I, I, I hate the ending because the ending just designed to clearly do sequel bullshit. Just sort of sequel yeah, bullshit. I'm gonna mention the ending in my yeah, but review. I, I thought I thought it was pretty good. Oh, Omari, was he a guy the, uh, the black fellow name? Oh, Omari Hardwick. Omari Hardwick, yeah. Have haven't Hardwick, seen right. him in, in a hot minute. Yeah. Yeah, but he was good in it too. Everybody was good. Everybody was bouncing off each other. They get a German guy who was a safe cracker. He was good. The story was good. Dave and the, the daughter, uh, David Tita and his, his character, the daughter, Scott and his daughter was pretty good. Oh, they, it, it just worked. I, I thought it was good for what it was. Not perfect. Ending was a little clumsy and it was clumsier here there, but I thought it was it was actually funny and personable. I was enjoying the setting and, and how they were moving off the, the scenario. The big reveal involving the safe and what was going on with the money. It's like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And the, the, the finale with the helicopter was a pretty good action action sequence. I this I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. It wasn't a masterpiece or nothing like that. But I was like, well, oh, I was entertained. I can't say more. Right, well, I mean, yeah, well, well enter- here, here's... Okay, sorry, sorry about that. Go on. Yeah, no, yeah. I was entertained. Nothing else. All right, well, here's here's the thing with me with, with this, right? Um, <clears throat> Once again... Go in with expectations low as yeah. as you know. I mean, just just I mean, it's a zombie film, right? So yeah, um, I made the joke on Facebook that um, this is basically Zack Snyder's Day of the Dead, which is right. it's coming on the heels and ironically from two film from you know Dawn of the Dead, right? You know, both the original and and remake considered to be classics of the genre itself, right? Of the zombie genre, right? But the follow up though. You know, Day of the Dead, and you know, after see this one, eh, not so much, right? And I mean, no, you're not supposed to compare Army of the Dead with Dawn of the Dead, right? But given the just that wide gap between films, you, you, you kind of can't help but do that, right? You know, it's it's almost like you're just kind of looking at Zack as, oh, you're, you're trying to do your own Dead trilogy, like how, um, like how Georgie Romero did, right? So right. yeah, it's kind of hard for me not to think about Dolly Ted while watching this, right? Not saying that they have to connect, but you know, it's just watching them as part of this trilogy, right? Which I'll get to at the end, right? Um, so like you, I mean, I thought this was fine. I mean, it was it was okay for what it was, but I kind of came out of it wanting more. Just that yeah. just kind of felt slightly underwhelmed, though. Um, and you know, my my reason is kind of dumb, but it has to do with the setup, well, I should say the title right. of the movie itself, right? Army of the Dead. Okay, you could say it's about the, you know, the, the guys who breaking in, you know, to try to, you know, breaking into the safe, blah, blah, blah. That's the army. But you have such a brilliant premise, right? Not original, yeah. mind you, but brilliant premise with 
like this rampaging squad of zombies right? and point also well i mean I, I don't know everything zombie movie wise right but i do like the fact that there's like a hierarchy to everything now so there is a general that's all you say well technically a king and a queen i call him a general right because i think in, yeah. you know military right yeah, I just like the idea that you know he was the he was the first one, so yeah, he's the smartest out of all of them, and he just have these underlings underneath him. He has a zombie tiger, which is pretty dope, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. I heard apparently behind the scenes, they they actually Netflix reached out to you know Wigil, haha, wink wink, um, Carol Baskin <laughs> from Tiger <Okay>. King fame <laughs> right. to help them out. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, Carl, all right. I mean, people people still hate you, but whatever. Do you think? Make your money. Yeah. And I just like that whole concept that, like, it's a zombie army dread. But right. they didn't really capitalize on that. It just ended up being, once again, characters in the middle of this whole zombie horde thing yeah, trying to right. flee, right? Um, another thing also, too, I felt like the whole um, heist thing was... Like I love how it it set up and how it's built and all that too, but the payoff was was kind of underwhelming, man. In my opinion, now I understand. I understand why they had to play it like that. You know, it's like at the end of the day, it can't be a heist film. It could set up like a heist film at the end of the day, guys. It's a zombie film, so you have to do these zombie film things and remind people: yes, it's the world of zombies and people could die, so it doesn't really matter. But I just felt like. Oh, so all this setup and it just kind of stops halfway and just be like, well, you know what? Doesn't matter. Okay, the day is zombie apocalypse. So whatever, people die and all this was was meant. It doesn't really mean anything, right? And it was such a bleak outlook, though, on you know the whole setup and, and everything. You know, you could you could understand because it's the nature of the genre, right? You know, it's it's. Yeah. I would say like just the zombie subgenres, one of those genres where. You could literally just let people know, hey, the world is going to come to an end tomorrow as because of zombies and there's no hope, right? right? You could just throw that into your film, add zombie or of the dead or whatever it is, and that's your film. You could just do that, right? And yeah, Day of the Dead actually had that same vibe to it in a sense, but in this case it was more like, oh, you know what I mean? Humanity sucks, like really, really sucks. And you should really... like. Even the undead are more likable than, you know, these crummy humans who most of them die, right? And that's not to say that there aren't any likable people in the show. I mean, Dave Batista was quite likable. And actually, the, the, the crew that goes up to, to um, you know, to, to do the, the job um, are likable. I mean, yes, you have a couple of people, a couple of shady people behind the scene. I'm not going to say who. Uh, but yeah, other than that, you, you like them, you like them, right? But I don't know, for me, it just kind of, like, when you hear mercenaries have to break into casino in the midst of a zombie uh, outbreak. Oh, and by the way, um, I'll, and also with the threat of a nuclear missile being dropped into into Las Vegas, you know, there's a race against time now to get this money. You know, you, you, you kind of want to come out of it like, yeah, boy, like I had fun with this. And yes, yeah. there's some really fun, really dope looking action scenes right like again um snyder shows why he should be regarded as one of the best action filmmakers out there right but just the payoff to everything but it just felt so bleak and so underwhelming and you know the excuse again is just well it's a zombie show so we have to kind of do this but now nah, man I, I felt we could have 
gotten a, a, a more enjoyable ending and still give us the the zombie goods and the guts and you know all that stuff that we that we pay pay to see basically right but we didn't really right. get that um but other than that i mean direction is is good it's, it's solid you know um there's a lot of use of depth of feel and you know shallow focus and i was like all right well like 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 you know we to see the show you know <laughs> but i mean it's Zach's um style right um he he does that also, I really dug the title sequence. That 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 was that was really dope. The song they used there was great. Here's the problem, though, without spoiling it. I honestly thought that what was going on in that sequence. Yeah, that was because um, yes, that was a little, it, 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 that was, it, the title was a little reminiscent of um, what do you call it, boy? Um, Zombieland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zombieland opening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yes, you're seeing zombies chasing people down, killing people right. like that, right? But unlike Zombie Land, which did it for comedic effect, this one was just, hey, we're just gonna take Las Vegas troops and zombie fight them. So we're gonna have, you know, um, dancers, right? And we're gonna have, you know, the Elvis boost eater, right? Um, I felt sorry for that guy in the parachute, like, <laughs> like how he was really? fighting to the edge, but I was like, bro. Wrong place, wrong time. Hey, I feel done, so sorry for you, boy. Wow, you that know, was sad. Wrap it up, wrap it up. Yeah, boy. But the thing that threw me off now, and then is only when the scene ended and understood, is that you saw our heroes, well, some of the heroes, in action. And I thought that, wait, yeah. that, is this, is this is the right? supposed to spoil what happened near the end? Because oh. I was like, what going on? But there's actually, no, this happened before, well, slight spoiler before um las vegas is walled off basically that's all you'll see right but right. it, it threw me off now because like but this this stuff looking real cool but why are you spoiling this in the sequence there and in in retrospect i felt like we could have gotten more of those moments where you see the characters on the ground like trying to fight off the the zombies instead of having to run away or flee because of the the the, the missile and slight spoiler that whole Okay, so they have this looming threat of the missile jet, and then I don't know if it was because we there was um the, the, the show wanted to be funny or Zach was trying to be funny. By the way, he wrote the script for this, and also he's he's the DP for this, so he's the, the yeah. DIY DP for the show, director of photography. It's like okay, bro, do you think? I guess that's right. But yeah, they 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 just kind of up the stakes basically. In terms of that missile, I was like, but what we 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 what, why they do that for? You know what I mean? It's almost like an afterthought in a sense, like, okay, we have to wrap the movie up, so let's just have this moment happen, but let it be a joke. But it's serious to everybody else involved in the story. That's all we'll see. But I was like, nah, boy, that's that's kind of sloppy writing. Like, why not have that be the lumen? Why that have why why not make that the bigger thread early on instead of just making it just like oh well you know you have to do this and then in a couple of days this thing will happen but no let's just race the stakes up and yeah now now there's a literal race against type like I felt that was a real 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 sloppy moment right and then also the the end yes is kind of the disappointed side of things um just mainly because I don't know I just felt like like I went like. But expectations were not met, and again, you know, because of the nature of the genre, we kind of have to end it this way because you know it's a zombie and apocalypse, so blah, right? And, but the, the the sequel beta that they did in the end, I was like, yeah. okay, really, like, oh, oh, re- really, really, like, we we doing this? 
You know what I mean? And I like how casual they just do it too. Like, it's not no end credit, post credit scene, nothing like that. You know, it's just before you literally see the credits roll. We're just gonna have this moment just play out and yeah, t- t- you know, make make of it what you will, right? Maybe we might get a sequel, maybe not. But I was like, come on, man! Like, like really, really. But overall, I mean, the show was fine, man. I mean, I guess it's because I didn't go in with expectations too high. I I enjoyed it. But I imagine, like, if I was a huge, like, fan of, you know, because well, honestly, I'm not the, like, I love um, Naughty Dead, right? But I would imagine if I went in expecting the show to be, you know, bigger and better than that. Like, it's certainly bigger than Naughty Dead, but it wasn't better at all, right? I just, I, I guess maybe it's just because of how, I don't know, by the numbers, the, the this, this, this story was. Like, you know, the, the, the setup was interesting, but just, how everything kind of plays out. It's like, well, all right, okay, you know. But I felt we could have just gotten more. We could have gotten more of the army stuff. We could have gotten more of the zombie stuff. It just kind of felt like, I'd, even right now, the whole heist thing just kind of ended up underwhelming me as a whole, right? So, yeah, I mean, it's fine for it is. Like the idea that I do see, you know, zombie fans, sorry, zombie movie fans going back to this and, you know, probably will regard it as a, as a classic or uh, an underrated classic or something like that, right? And, you know, there's a lot for zombie movie fans to, you know, digest, right? Literally, right? They're going to love the um, the action sequences. They're going to love the makeup. They're going to love the gory kills. They're, they're going to especially love that zombie tiger. They had a great scene with him, right? Yeah. Um, but that's really all we get with that zombie tiger thing, right? Um, but I don't know, still it's just like, I don't know, is it that just the, the zombie genre just worn out and tired by now? So uh, yeah, a little any bit. alteration to it is just like, well, yeah, right, a little okay. bit. The problem is that yeah. it's Snyder, because Snyder didn't bring enough material to it. So you couldn't really, he didn't bring anything new, even though it had a bunch of great ideas. Like if we got this exactly. 10 years ago, it it would have been brilliant. Um, but yeah. you know, just, you know, we can't afford yeah. it right now. I think Walking Dead and them especially, you know, run run everything into the ground. So like, yeah, it's unfortunate. But you know, that's, them's yeah. the bricks. I mean, 10 seasons and that's not even the final season as yet to do. Like, I think the 11th was the final one. But, but by yeah. now, I mean, uh, uh, sorry, I mean, I know zombie movie fans will, or zombie fans in general will, you know, they'll have their stance, right? They will just love everything that just, you know, entertain them at some point, right? But for everybody else, it's just like you all you really need to come with something a little a little bit more unique, man. You know what I mean? And despite, you know, the, the talented cast, because yes, I have to give credit where credit is due. I mean, Dave Batista did his thing. I mean, once again, just picking these these E E E class um, you know, uh, performances basically, or just yeah, just picking yeah. the right shows to be in, right? I, I mean, props to his manager, Dredd, or whatever it is, or yeah. talent agent, or whatever. And yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, he support the cast. I mean, they, they bought somewhere with him. I mean, um, I didn't even know that drama with um, yeah, with Tick Notaro. Um, but yeah, boy. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, like the, the, the cast was solid. And they got some sweet action. I mean, visually it looks decent and whatnot. But in terms of like, you know, just speed some standout revolutionary zombie film, nah, it 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 wasn't, <laughs> unfortunately. So yeah, um, written wise, I will give this uh, decent a strong three out of five, man. It's it's right for it is. I mean, I I personally would have loved to see it in theaters, but you know, we are kind of glad I see it on Netflix. But uh, this is this is one definitely to see on big screen or on a big screen if possible. Unfortunately for me, I had to watch it on my laptop because of reasons. So I, I guess maybe I that's why I didn't enjoy it as much as I should. But 
it's, it's, I mean, it's not Netflix. It's Netflix. So I, I just, I, I watch it on my phone. It's Netflix, like whatever. It's, uh, they could have do more of this. It's a shame that we didn't get it on, on your phone, bro. Okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I mean, you, you saw it, right? But yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, it, it's it's decent. That it's not certainly not better than than Donny Dead do. But right, um, right. last thing I'll say, do it, it could potentially be, you know, um, Snyder's own Dead trilogy. But he is hoping with the third one, whether it's Army of the Dead two or some other of the Dead movie, it's better than this one here. So yeah. Uh, final thoughts and rating. Yeah, um, six out of ten. Um, I had fun with it. I had much more fun than I expected, but still, it was just un- underwhelming. But I-, I was impressed with the technical aspect of it. It's like, oh yeah, 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 they give me something. Yeah, so. Right, right, right. Okay, so with all that being said, Ricardo, where can we find you online? Uh, R-M-E-D-D-Y, uh Twitter at rmedy on Twitter. Then type in at rmedy on Twitch, and then at uh, Ricardo Medina on Facebook. You can find me there. All right, you can find me on Twitter. Just look for Bear Beat Bailey. On Instagram, you can find me at Bears Beats and Bailey. On Facebook, just look for my name, Matthew Bailey, along with Illegally Black Blog, official fan base. We finally to this podcast, as well as the ones that we've done over the past six seasons, including retrospect reviews. And uh, stuff to look forward to, uh, we're going to be doing a special review alongside Cruella, which is coming out this Friday, time is recording here. Um, we're going to be talking about um, The Rock. We're going to be going back in time, man. Going, we're going to be celebrating 25th anniversary of what is still widely regarded as Michael B's best movie. And we're actually going to question that. Like, is it really Michael B's best movie? Or did he have some other... Did he, did he have films that were, like, way better than that? So we'll explore that. But we'll also talk about Cruella as well because it's coming out. I'm hearing some surprisingly good things about it. But again, what I just hope is that it's not... Like, it could be edgy. It's fine if it's edgy, but I don't want it to be some edgelord, you know, Disney film, because that'll just be awkward and dumb, right? Um, also, we have, you know, The Conjuring, The Devil Maybe Do It to look forward to. Um, there's a show called Sweet Toot. I haven't watched the trailer of it, but apparently it's a DC Comics adaptation, so that's coming out on Netflix okay. the next couple of weeks, so okay, check it out. Um, also, yeah, also, in the month of June, um, Loki is coming out um, in the uh, middle of June, so we should expect a um, hopefully, well, you know, can't wait to, to check that out. Um, Marvel's Modoc, um, haven't got around to see that though, so I'll make the effort to check that out as well. And uh, last but not least, um, well, you know, we did mention before uh, Rick and Morty uh, season five, um, it's returning um, in in June actually. I believe it's Sunday the twentieth. Um, you know, just a big mention of it, right? So if the season prepares, we we could probably talk about it, or if anything, what's the season wraps up we could just dive in and just talk about the full season proper and yeah that's pretty much about it so once again guys good morning good afternoon good evening good night whenever this is this was match billion Auto medina and we're saying off for another episode of bears beats and billy so until the next one take care stay safe in and out peace